Hello, welcome to Songs in the Key of, a podcast about songs. These might be old songs, new songs or middle-aged songs. Anything that takes my fancy really. Sometimes these shows will be themed around an idea, a person, a genre or some other concept. Other times they will simply reflect my latest obsessions, my new favourite bands, those songs I can't get out of my head. So let's get on with it. This week it's all about songs in the key of LGBT plus bands and artists. We'll start with something big and bold and intense and orchestral. Rufus Wainwright's album Release the Stars is an absolute belter of a record and it starts as it means to go on with all the bells, whistles and kitchen sinks he can muster. The rhythm beneath Do I Disappoint You is pounding and relentless, uncomfortable even. There's something very edgy about this song, like something's not quite right. Because for all the pomp and swag of the brass and strings, something isn't quite right. The song is about the frustration of not being seen for who he really is. Do I disappoint you in just being human, he asks. Later he expands on the theme. Do I disappoint you in just being like you? He's found himself being held in far higher regard than he feels he should be, and therefore not properly understood. And the most heartbreaking line in the song, No baby, no, you can't see my soul. said it before and I'll say it again, there are some songs in this world that absolutely deserve to be known backwards and inside out by everyone on the planet. The fact that some songs are not as well known to all human beings as Twinkle Twinkle Little Star or the theme tune to Coronation Street seems unutterably wrong to me. Take Ezra Furman's Lousy Connection for example, that growly saxophone alone should surely be piped into the corridors of schools in place of the more prosaic bell. And then there's the retro-sounding do-what backing vocals that, to quote a phrase coined by Eddie Izzard, blows me into a whole new hairdo. Lousy Connection is a piece of pop perfection, a voyage of self-discovery wrapped in absolute musical bliss, all of which makes Ezra Furman a very clear heir to the mantle of David Bowie. Did I mention I love this song?
when I came up with the idea of doing this LGBT plus episode, the historian in me thought it would be a really good idea to dig around to find some music by LGBT plus artists from the dim and distant past. One artist I stumbled across was Ma Rainey, who was a blues singer born in 1886, an influence on and possibly romantically involved with Bessie Smith. Born Gertrude Pridgett, she grew up in at the American South at the height of racial segregation, the Jim Crow era. And yet, despite the disadvantages she inevitably experienced, there seems to have been an amazing resolute zeal in Ma Rainey. Even the name she chose for herself, Ma, was reflective of her ability to dominate and command at least some kind of respect. At one point, she's recorded as having said, They may not respect me or like me or think I'm a whole citizen. But when I get on that stage, I mesmerise them. I have them in my hand. All of which might explain how she managed to get away with singing the following lines in Prove It On Me Blues, with hardly anyone batting an eyelid. Went out last night with a crowd of my friends. They must have been women, because I don't like no men. Went out last night, had a big, big fight. Everything seemed to go To my surprise, the gal I was was gone. As she went, I don't know. I mean to follow everywhere she goes. Folks said I took it. I didn't know where she took it. I want the whole world to know. Anthony and the Johnsons came to prominence with the release of their second album, I Am A Bird Now, which won the Mercury Prize in 2005. The whole album is spellbinding, led by Anoni's ethereal voice. You'll find a perfect example of that on the mournful yet cathartic Hope There's Someone, in which Anoni's vibrato-laden voice is as much an instrument as it is a vehicle for lyrics and melody. It's a song of absolute yearning and longing, a kind of modern take on someone to watch over me. And then that piano really sets to work, rising to a furious, intense crescendo. And it's all just glorious. Hope this song will take care of me when I die, will I go? Clark, or 
St. Vincent, as it probably doesn't say on her driver's license, is a spectacular one-woman tour de force. I first heard her thanks to her digital witness on her eponymous album, with its infectious parping brass accompanying a tale of dystopian TV-obsessed future, or should that just be real-life present. During the wait for her fifth album, there was plenty of time to get to grips with her back catalogue, which I'll happily listen to any day of the week. But Mass Seduction was where things really took off. Every song it packs a punch, even when things are stripped back and she is presenting herself at her most vulnerable. New York was such a song, a confessional tale of that appalling, gut-wrenching feeling you experience in the midst of heartbreak. And now we're on the brink of a new album from St. Vincent called Daddy's Home, alluding to her father's imprisonment and the effect that that had had on her family. From this album comes the song Pay Your Way in Pain, which oozes with cool funk and swagger, but is actually full to the brim of angst and struggle. In a recent interview with The Enemy, she explained, I feel like we live in a world where we're often asked to choose between surviving and dignity. It's also about how there's nothing that I've done in my life that didn't involve some sort of struggle. Some of those struggles are really worth ones to have and something great can come out of them. It's an outstanding account of dealing with shame and rising above it. A kind of phoenix from the ashes kind of thing. I love it. politics interspersed with humour in song, spat out over a furiously thrashed acoustic guitar, and your mind will probably turn towards Billy Bragg. But such modern folk polemics are not just the preserve of the bard barking, as is evidenced in the form of Grace Petrie. Back in 2016, the singer-songwriter released a splendid EP called There's No Such Thing as a Protest Singer. One of the songs from that EP, Nobody Knows That I'm a Fraud, is a piece of glorious satire on the stereotypes associated with the kind of person, the kind of musician, the kind of political activist she is or is misunderstood to be. I absolutely love these lyrics. I can see a great deal of me in what she sings about. It's often been alleged that I'm as hard left as can be, but my idea of edgy is an unknown brand of tea. And I'm not even veggie, let alone dairy free, and nobody knows that I'm a fraud. I don't watch PMQs as often as you might expect. I only live tweet question time for comedic effect. I've never read Virginia Woolf or any Bertolt Brecht, and nobody knows that I'm a fraud. 
It's often been alleged that I'm as hard left as can be But my idea of edgy is an unknown brand of tea And I'm not even veggie, let alone dairy-free Nobody knows that I'm a fraud But I'll get up underneath the lights until I feel adored And I'll never tell you anything I think you won't applaud Oh, it might not always be the truth, but it'll have three chords Nobody knows that I'm a fraud Nobody knows that I'm a fraud There's an episode of the excellently unstated show Detectorists where Lance and Andy discuss who whether dead or alive, they would invite round to a dinner party. It's a classic parlour game, of course. They quickly established that they would not invite Stephen Fry or Jesus on the basis they get invited to these imaginary dinners all the time. I doubt they'd be very good company. And I'm inclined to agree. For me, I think a good dinner guest would be Tom Robinson, because he just seems like such a warm, well-rounded human being. My introduction to him came through radio shows he does, and some of them have nearly brought me to tears in the way he reads out listeners' messages about the communities they have formed, the troubles overcome, and their overall dreams of a better world. The man seems to exude an empathic understanding of the world around him with grace and gentleness and no little amount of strength. I just hope he likes nut roast, roast potatoes, parsnips and peas, because that's what he's getting. Anyway, back to the music. Tom Robinson is probably best known for his hit Glad To Be Gay, and there is of course 2468 Motorway, but for this episode I've decided to go for Power In The Darkness, which is a kind of fusion of disco and punk, and I do wonder if it informed some of the lyrics behind Pink Floyd's The Wall, particularly that double album song In The Flesh. Power In The Darkness has a similar premise with the lyrics delivered in the voice of the oppressor, someone who sees difference and diversity as a threat. Rather painfully, it was just as relevant today as it was back in 1978. Freedom! We're talking about your freedom! Freedom to choose what you do with your body Very little I can say about Lizzo other than her song Juice is an absolute joy to listen to. Life affirming, self affirming, just plain darned affirming. Apparently Lizzo's a vegan so as long as I cut out the gorgonzola maybe she'd like to join me and Tom for that dinner we were talking about just now. <laughs>
At the other end of the extreme to the self-affirming bounce of Lizzo, you'll find Courtney Barnett's savage wit, often directed at much as herself as at others. Courtney Barnett has a phenomenal way with words, indulging in wordplay throughout her songs. Try Avant Gardener, for example, or the title of her collection of extended players, A Sea of Split Peas. Then there's her demolition of the barbs of others, like the true story she reports in Nameless Faceless. He said, I could eat a bowl of alphabet soup and spit out better words than you. To which her simple reply is, but you didn't. Pedestrian at best from her 2015 album, Sometimes I Sit and Think, Sometimes I Just Sit, comes from the Ezra Furman school of self-denigration and unease. And there's something of a similar sentiment to the Rufus Wainwright song we heard earlier, that fear of being misunderstood, of being mistaken for something more than, and therefore counterintuitively less than, what you actually are. Put me on a pedestal and I'll only disappoint. You tell me I'm exceptional and I promise to exploit you. It's brutally honest and ever so slightly painful to hear. for something absolutely epic and rather chilling. I confess to this day I still only know three Frankie Goes to Hollywood songs and I think you know which ones they are. For this episode's grand finale I thought it might be fun to play a bit of Two Tribes but not the version we're all used to. Oh no sirree Bob, that would just be plain boring. Instead I've plumped for the rather disturbing Annihilation remix. Two Tribes was always a rather disturbing song in that it addressed what was seen at the time as the enormous threat of nuclear apocalypse. The video famously featured Ronald Reagan and Konstantin Chernikow fighting it out in a wrestling arena, which all makes for fantastic satire. But the Annihilation remix takes things into an even darker place. It may feature Chris Barry, aka Red Dwarf's Rimmer, or, and I hate to remind you of this, the Britas Empire's Gordon Britas, doing a splendid impression of Ronald Reagan, as he did at the time for Spitting Image. But then the grim assault really takes hold, featuring as it does clips of public service announcements re-recorded by the original narrator of the Protect and Survive films, Patrick Allen. Phrases like, if your grandmother or any other member of your family should die whilst in the shelter, put them outside but remember to tag them first for identification purposes. Don't have nightmares.
Put them outside, but remember to tag them first for identification purposes. breaks out and nobody turns up. If any member of the family should die whilst in the shelter, put them outside, but remember to tag them first for identification purposes. If any member of the family should die whilst in the shelter from contamination, put them outside, but remember to tag them first for identification purposes. So there you have it, 10 songs in the key of LGBT+. I hope you enjoyed them. Let me know if there are any songs by LGBT bands and artists that are particular favourites of yours on at Reviewage on Twitter and Instagram. I'll be back soon with more songs in the key of something else. In the meantime, have a marvellous few days and nights till we meet again. It's enough to make you wonder sometimes if you're on the right planet.